Okay, hello. Uh, my name is Rich. Um, I work for the Faith and Belief Forum and I'm here today at the University of Birmingham School um, with a few guests, some uh, amplifiers. So would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Tarek. Um, I'm a student studying chemistry, maths and biology. And uh, yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Lauren. I'm a student here at UOBS and I study English Lit History and RS. Hi, I'm Leila. I'm also a student at UOBS. I'm currently studying English Literature, RS and Biology and I'm on the approach to my A-level exams. Hello, my name is Aaron Gill and I've been uh, the Creative Practitioner on the Amplify UOB School programme. Brilliant, welcome everyone. Um, we're really privileged to have these amazing students here, like right in the midst of the exam season. Um, and what we're going to do today is um, have a chat about Amplify. So all of you have been part of the Amplify program, like since last September. So like we're talking nine, nine months, so a long time. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a chat about Amplify, um, what the process has been like, and then to talk in a little bit more detail about your manifesto as well. But for those of you who don't know or haven't heard much about the Amplify program, I'll give you a little bit of an overview just really quickly. So Amplify is an arts-based youth-led program for sixth form students um, and it seeks to create safe spaces within educational institutions for exploring issues relating to faith, belief, identity, belonging, social trends and community. Um, and create those spaces for young people to, to talk about these things um, and Amplify split up into three, three elements or three phases. Phase one is all about investigating, talking about the things that, that matter. Um, phase two is all about creative expression, so um, that's about turning all of those ideas into a creative manifesto. And phase three is all about voice and giving the students an opportunity to share um, their manifesto and, and have access to platforms to be able to um, yeah, amplify their voice. So that's Amplify. Um, we're really excited to have run Amplify at the University of Birmingham School over the last year. Um, and yeah, so I think the first question I'd love to ask uh, you all is, um, why was Amplify interesting to you? Well, like Rich said, it was a new opportunity for students' voices and opinions to be heard. And the issues that we as students have a passion about, we're, we are the younger generation. And usually we are put into the background. We aren't heard, we're not upfront. And we, this was a platform where we could raise the issues which we're concerned about and actually have an opportunity to portray it and project it to people of different ages and get a reaction and make a change and see a reaction and hope people actually see the issues that we care about. I would say also like in doing that, just taking part and just pushing yourself to kind of do things that you're not really used to. I think that's something that has been very useful. Um, and yeah, just developing just new skills. Um, I'd say the creative side and just really transforming those ideas that you have into, you know, the manifesto and 
certain topics that we want to discuss and talk about and really just kind of raise um, certain issues around. Um, so yeah. Um, for me, I've always been quite interested in social change. And so hearing the perceptive ideas of other people has helped me kind of develop quite like critical skills. And um, Amplify gives you that kind of richness and potential to do so. And yeah. That's really, really cool. Um, sounds like you've uh, really had some opportunities to wrestle with lots of different topics Definitely. and discussions yeah. over the course of the last over the course of the last year. Um, yeah, um, we have Aaron as well, who is the creative practitioner for Amplify. Um, I don't know, do you want to share a little bit about what drew you to this this project and this program? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember seeing this this program online. I hadn't I hadn't heard of Amplify before because I think you've, this is the first time you've done it in Birmingham. You've done it yeah. in um, in in London in Westminster schools previous years. Um, working with young people is something that that is really inspiring for me. It's what I do in my day job. Um, so that was a big tick. And I've, I've sort of always been quite hesitant in working in schools usually, but this was the first time I, I, I read, remember reading the application for the job and it really felt that there wasn't a, an agenda to, to, to what, the, you want, what you wanted the students to learn. It was all about how do you create space in order for the students to create their, their, their own critical um, understanding of the things that affect them mostly so no even though it was coming from a faith school the so not faith school faith interfaith organization mm -hmm. which was at the time faith and belief forum right yeah yeah um but i remember doing my interview with you and what was the other person's name who was the other person oh andrea yeah, yeah i remember doing my interview with you, with you and andrea and um i was really struck by how you wasn't asking me to to teach the students about interfaith necessarily you just wanted me to create that space and you were quite receptive to to the drama stuff that that we was doing as well and i thought you know um i'm a brummie through and through and it's a great opportunity to um to do this in my city yeah that's really cool and like um <clears throat> what i really loved about this program is like the freedom to allow the students to make it whatever you wanted it to be and like in the mm -hmm. planning phase at times it was a bit um, of a challenge but it was also really exciting because we would literally leave every session like we don't plan eight sessions for phase one every session at the end of it would be led by you so it'd be like next week you want to talk about foreign policy or like the week after we're going to talk about mental health and we never knew which way mm. you were going to take it and um, so what Aaron said about like there's no agenda to this except for bringing people together having conversations that mattered to you and entirely shaped by you and that was what was really exciting um, for me particularly like in the planning mm. in the planning process of it I think that's the greatest way for doing it because it's a discussion based kind of approach to complex issues but discussing something with other people changes your mind and gives you different perceptions which you would have never have thought about and having a safe area where you know if there was an issue or if you felt offended you could always discuss it and talk about why you were offended just open up the area even more because 
there wasn't a filter we had our voices at that time and that's what allowed us to voice what we truly felt I yeah, think cool. there's so many growing issues um, in today's society you got mental health issues you got generally you know confidence and I think the the platform really allows you to kind of voice those opinions and um, yeah I think it's really important for the new generation to really have that voice and um, be able to amplify that (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so um, yeah so that I guess is um, I guess we talked a little bit there about like phase one I'd love to talk a bit more now about like phase two so phase two is that creative process we've had all of these weeks eight weeks of discussion and different topics and then we move into these four full day sessions which um was on saturdays mm-hmm. and i think me and Aaron were both like blown away with like your commitment to like turn up to four like saturdays um making your school week six day weeks like for four weeks i know <clears throat> i found it tiring um but it was amazing like to 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 be for you to be part of that um working with paul stringer who was our filmmaker and corey peterson who was our spoken word artist who came in and worked with you for those four weeks to create your final manifesto like i'd love for you to like share a little bit about like how you found that creative process what was it like working with paul and corey um how did you find that um and did you pick up any new skills as part of of that was there anything new that you'd not done before well with Paul it was an aspect which was totally new to most of us within the group um, filmmaking directing is kind of a leadership role as well as well as testing our listening skills and our ability to um, listen to directions which are given by someone else as well as saying to the director oh you, what about like an imp- like improv within this certain kind of section um, to kind of maximise what we could do within such a short period of time that we had everyone knew it was kind of very very stressful in, in that short period of time but we managed to get a whole section a whole phase done and I think that's due to kind of commitment and um, our kind of imagination and flow and that that we have for um the creation because it's very different from just discussing with your friends to actually creating the art piece and i think that was the biggest thing and for corey like what i said with the like it initiated a creative flow although um some of us had never done spoken word for poetry before it was a new insight to something which was in like on a blank page but we kind of had a period of time where we could just write what we thought and try and mould it into something which we could then create and use within the video. And I think that was really useful for all of us. I think, just like Leila said um, about Paul, the editing side was something different, something that we've never done before. And um, just to get the opportunity to you know, use the equipment you know, go around, you know, checking the lighting was it was very different, but it was interesting and it kind of got us all together. And uh, for Corey, I'd say he inspired me. Um, 
his poetry and um, certain skills that he had. I think it developed certain things for me and um, it helped us all as a group to kind of construct an idea of how to basically just execute this video or the manifesto. So, yeah. It's really cool. And I loved, um, I think the freedom like Paul gave as well for you, for like you all. Um, I'm at to like remember him saying when we with me and you interview him, yep. Aaron. I remember him like one of the things like saying like, oh yeah, like they will have the cameras and they will do all of the shooting and like it, that actually happened. Like you were behind all the shots, you were there setting the lightings, and I just love that because it's like a, just another element of how this project is entirely led and created by you. And I also remember for Corey when I interviewed Corey down in London, I remember him talking about. Um, like establishing all of your credibility as poets and I just remember that line because I thought like I don't consider myself a, a poet like I've never really done poetry before but the way he talked about it it was like yeah everyone has this capability in them and I want to work and support like each and every one of those young people to get their credibility as a poet and I remember that first session at, at, um, at your place Aaron and actually seeing these pieces of spoken word being created and like come out was just um, like really really amazing it was with um, Paul um, it was a new skill set it was something which um, we were also interested in it was a bonus in a sense we came here to discuss different topics but we also learned new things on the way we learned how to use cameras mics as Tarek said um, and with Corey we learned how important our voices and how important um, it is to use different tones and how to really get to someone emotionally and show your vulnerability by the tone of your voice and that's you, you, you it's hard to see and it's hard to hear sometimes when someone is talking to you or in a video where someone is advocating something but you have to notice that there is a difference with the tone of voice because that's that's what's kind of entrancing you in a, in a way kind of bringing you towards the video and I think that's something which was highlighted by Corey the importance of the way that we spoke mm, definitely yeah I think that was the similarity between Paul and Corey um, I'd never met Corey before but I know Paul for, for a little while for a couple of years um, but I think on this programme they were both definitely had the drive that the, the students lead this you know um, they will create their own stories and they will what inspires you what's around you what is in your environment what is your relationship to each other and how do we bring that out for the public to see and I think they did a really good job of um, really ensuring that they weren't at the forefront of this whatsoever they're just the facilitators that um, and you're the one again, yeah, producing and filming and writing your own lyrics. And that was really great. Yeah, it was really, really good. <clears throat> yeah, so moving moving on, um I wonder whether like you could um maybe talk a little bit about like having been through the whole process of Amplify now, we're pretty much at the end, um, bar having a launch. Um but we're coming to the end, like with three phases. Um and I wonder like um especially like now you're year thirteen, so like You've been through a whole process of school life. I wonder whether you can maybe like share like why are spaces like Amplify important in school? Why do you think they're important? Oh, it's colossal. It's huge. The importance for kind of a safe environment, 
because school is so structured. You come in at this time, you have break at this time, you have to learn this during this section of the of the day. And with Amplify, it was more comfortable and relaxing as well. So my issues which you were interested in and you weren't kind of forced and obliged to do. And it voiced the issues that we all struggle with. It was a safe area which students are more comfortable talking to their peers. That's just known. So speaking about, say, mental health issues with a friend or with someone you know or you realise someone's going through something, um, in particular, like, with teachers, you don't have that connection with the students as much. So a safe area where you could voice the art issues which students are going through or there aren't um, spaces where you can, like, have contemplation or pray if you're a certain religion, those are what need to be um, brought up and those are the big issues and a safe space is what gets it and that's what schools don't provide that and it's I think that's the most shocking thing is that something from something external from school had to come in to give a scenario where we were comfortable in compared to the school which has been our kind of we spend more time at school our home for two years or maybe six years in different schools and people need to realise that there has to be an area where students feel comfortable and safe. I think just like Leila said, it is very like kind of unorthodox to the way everything's kind of like structured in school. Um, There's certain times that you have to do this, you have to learn in that way. So just being able to have that space to kind of voice certain opinions, even develop certain skills as well. I mean, through the process, Again, I I didn't know how to use cameras, I didn't know how to... Well, I've never written poems or anything, but just trying new things, I think, is something that really helps with your confidence. And uh, you just get to communicate with people, you just get to kind of, like, work with other people and get out of your comfort zone. And um, in a small class, or maybe a large class, where you got... I don't know how many people, but, (laughs) I mean... It's, it's a lot, it's very different, you know, um, and uh, it's, it's a good space. I think we need more spaces in schools of, um, you know, similar structure to Amplify. Um, yeah, like going on from that, I think that um, everything right now is quite based on academics. And so with Amplify, these spaces look beyond, you know, the issues that aren't discussed, um, especially around mental health and foreign policy which will eventually affect all of us pretty much in the very near future. So I think these issues, these spaces, um, they definitely give us that opportunity to speak about these stigmas and about these problems. So I'm wondering, like you talk about the importance of these spaces, Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if you just like flip the question slightly and think about like what is the danger or what could the consequences be of not having spaces like this in school? Safety, I think. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of unsafety and uncertainty within that kind of area where if people don't have an area or place to speak or voice either their issues, what they're interested in, or something which they see in the world that is happening and no one notices as much, um, it causes conflicts and ignorance in a way. Ignorance is a big thing. Um, if if you don't advocate or say how you feel, say um, speak about foreign policy and mental health, 
it becomes a taboo and that taboo has been going on for so long and that's dangerous because people think there aren't places to go or there isn't a way to voice what they what they truly feel or what they truly uh, are interested or have a passion about if there isn't those areas unfortunately can lead to like really dangerous things and one can be personal danger um and harm to oneself and other things like societal danger in the sense where people dislike each other there's a common hatred between each other which can which can generate over something so simple where you don't have a safe area to say how you feel say what what you're interested in or what your passion is about I'd say building up from what Leila said I think the idea of being people being closed off I think you know it's very important to have spaces where people can take part you know and volunteer and maybe try to kind of get themselves into something um, I think a main I mean growing issue in uh, today's society is you know certain people just being closed off not really feeling part of something and it all stems from you know certain discrepancies in the school structure and I think you know these spaces are needed to really help the students to feel comfortable and um, create you know a safe space for them to yeah voice their opinions on certain issues have someone to talk to um, yeah <clears throat> awesome so um, it'd be good now to talk about your campaign to talk about your manifesto um, we've heard a lot about Amplify as a programme I'm sure everyone will be really keen to like hear about like your 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 manifesto and um, there's a line in your video which I think um, like I always I always think about when thinking about your campaign I think it's a good line to use as an introduction for you to maybe explain more um, about what your campaign is about um, but that line is delivered by you actually Layla almost right at the end um, and you say we are tired of a way in which the media is dehumanizing the most vulnerable in society with their reductive headlines we are calling it to stop and then you collectively say as a whole amplified group we are more than your headlines. Um, as a set, as that is your setup to your to your campaign, your manifesto. I wonder if you want to tell me a little bit more. Like, what is your campaign about? Um, why is it important to you? Well, our campaign stems from the issue surrounding the media and how the media manipulates headlines and manipulates um, news and circumstances to f fit their agenda, as in a in a way. And the issues with this is that it forms a breeding ground for hate, ignorance, and just overall um, just nonsense, really, because the headlines is what really catches the eye of the reader. The headline is what draws you in. If, if they're doing it for clickbait, which is a huge issue right now, or if they're doing it um, just because they actually truly feel that way, it just causes a whole lot of ignorance and there's no other way to stop this. Media is so powerful right now, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all these platforms, and yet there is so much hate that is just amplified 
all the, all the bits that are hated, um, all the bits of hatred are brought to the top. Even though it may not be a universal thought, that's the vision that we see and that needs to stop because once, like I said, it's a breeding ground for hate and it just causes corruption and collision and issues. I mean, I think nobody can deny that nowadays media um, really is kind of built up from, you know, certain agendas and certain stereotypes and um, other issues about the finance. I'd say the the one big question and the very difficult question is how do you how do we change that? And um, I mean, it's very difficult. I mean, the pledges as well. You look into what you know the the journalists um, pledge to do. You know, ha- almost have like an oath. Um, but it's it's almost like far from what the truth is supposed to be. And um, yeah, just the fact that it's almost like every single headline is built up from agendas and hate. It's just it kind of like really builds it up. And um, it kind of creates a toxic, you know, society. And um, I think just having spaces like Amplify, well, firstly, just helps us identify those issues. And uh, whether we can tackle them is a whole other issue, which we always try to solve. It was also, it was also an area where, um, it was also a topic which all of the students that took part were influenced by, noticed or affected by um, these ignorant headlines. Stereotypes, that Tarek said, um, is one of the huge things um, relating terrorism to Islam and mental health is something childish or young people is snowflakes. These are all something we talk about within the video, um, which is part of phase phase two phase one phase two phase two (laughs) (laughs) phase two and um i think the fact that all the students recognized this issue showed how much of um an issue it was because and and that was the reason why we created this as our campaign there's a lot of issues going on in the world but this is the biggest one which fed to all of us and which was a root cause for most of the issues most of the problems that occur in the world Um, I think that although media can be used as um, a very healthy and open space to discuss these issues it can also be a breeding ground for hate and I think that this campaign identifies these issues and these problems that we need to tackle and that we should feel comfortable in talking about. I mean, I can bring so many examples, like just searching, say, certain countries that are really in the Middle East are affected by, you know, certain agendas that media really do kind of like have against them. I would say just searching, for example, Iraq, and like the first thing you see is like, certain issues like a bomb at a certain place or certain number of people dead or talking about ISIS so many issues and it's all far from the truth at times because when certain people say visit the country and they see how it's like they're like it's it's changed so much since 2003 
and it's just interesting I mean there's so many other examples you can look at the World Cup in 2018 in Russia and um, a lot of people were kind of like putting say English fans off they were like oh don't go to Russia you know this and that will happen you know you got mafias and whatever but when people went there it was they spent you know one of the best times of their life so again media is not really a trustworthy source if you like um, and yeah I think a lot of things that are portrayed are far from the truth the issue is now how do we change it how do we stop this bias because like what Tara said earlier is that um, reporters and journalists have a kind of rule and regulation or oath in a sense to have an unbiased response to certain um, issues and to really not have an agenda but you see these news I know newspapers aren't really much of a thing anymore but you see these news articles <laughs> like the Daily Mail and the Sun the Sun got banned in some in some areas of the UK um, as well as even the BBC and BBC is like one of the biggest ones here um, just showing twisted um, twisted words and twisted um, headlines which the only way we know the truth is by really researching but not everyone has the, the ability or the or the time or notices that what is being said right in front of us and a source which we really truly trust is actually wrong and is really manipulating the true facts and the facts are far are really really hard to find mm. because mm. everyone has their own own bias on everything everyone has their own turn on everything so that's what we're tackling a way in which we hopefully can stop stop this agenda that's what I really loved about the way you approached your campaign because you took real life news articles and real life news stories and um, you made your own personal responses mm -hmm. to them so I mean it really struck me like how everyone really as we looked at all of these articles everyone in the in the Amplify group could relate to and, and have a counter story um, to this to this stereotype that was being portrayed and, and that I really liked the way that you your campaign centred around your personal stories um, you wasn't just highlighting it highlighting it is so important but to actually give a counter narrative based on your own personal experience was a really powerful way of of, of um, tackling um, this this conversation and I guess it's Part of part of this campaign is about hopefully raising other people's awareness to to say actually it's we are more in your headlines mm -hmm. like that. I feel like that's a strap line to like all of this campaign. Like we are more in your headlines. This stereotypical perception, this reductive narrative that's being painted within within media. Like we're we're more in that, um, and we're going to shine a light on that. And I thought it was really powerful the way that you led. We've actually. A huge element of vulnerability in some cases, um, uh, you know, because the media does create these stigmas. We can't talk about these things. We can't challenge these things. But you tackled it really head on, and I thought that was um, really inspiring um, and made the campaign so much more um, powerful. I think that was one thing that Corey helped us do. I remember one of the well in phase two when he was helping us kind of get our juice flowing and um, our imagination and ways to write. And one thing 
which really, really stuck with me is when he told us to go to the front and said, just respond to what I'm going to say. I just want to see your reaction. And every single person, people, people within our group aren't comfortable with speaking aloud or aren't as confident as others. But when you really heard their passion in the voice and what they had to certain, to certain things and hate that Corey was saying at them intentionally to get a response, just showed where the issue really stems from and the perceptions that a certain race or a certain person or of a certain religion and where it really comes from. And I think phase two really got that got that going in a, in a safe environment as well. I mean, it's, it's a bit similar to, again, what Corey did to like how the media just kind of like plucks or like picks certain things and to talk about and just kind of provoke certain groups mm-hmm. that they target based on their agendas and uh, I feel like one good skill that we really gained from Amplify is that just kind of like having the confidence to oppose like because again like you said there's certain people that are not really that confident at voicing you know certain opinions that they have but just like I said um having this space have you know having this opportunity really helps you to kind of like get out of your comfort zone and um try something new awesome so i'd encourage everyone listening to um to watch your video um it'll be on our website underneath our amplify page and it'll probably be a direct link from this podcast and alongside that um, beyond just this video you've created, which is incredibly powerful, incredibly impactful, you've also created an amazing 10-point manifesto for change, 10 demands that you're calling. Um, and we're not going to share them now because they're going to sit alongside this, but mm-hmm. I'd really encourage people to look through those. And alongside those, you've also asked for individuals to create pledges as well, because it's not an easy task. Um, what your campaign is, and it's going to cl- t- take a collective response. Um, and every single person has a responsibility. So I love the fact that you want to encourage people to create a pledge, say, what is my responsibility in making this change and supporting this change? So I'd really encourage everyone listening to go and look at that 10-point manifesto, um, make a pledge, think about how you're going to be um, a catalyst for change. Um, following this this campaign and this manifesto um, but yeah I want to say like such an amazing job it's been an incredible time working with all of you um, through the challenges of working with schools at times um, like the, but, but it's been absolutely like amazing um, I think like just maybe finally um, we're hopeful that future Amplify projects will continue because I think as you spoke it's really important that we continue to find space for this. It's so important. Um, so I wonder whether like each of you would maybe like to share one piece of advice that you would give to future amplifiers. I would oh, say, okay, oh, carry on. <laughs> I'd say um, just generally like taking part, um, pushing yourself. If you don't understand something, you can always ask a question. Again, the whole point of it is to have a safe space well, I've got actually two main pieces of advice. <laughs> the first one is that you must, this is a must, you must have an interest and a passion for what you 
want to talk about or an area you want to talk about and be able to listen to what other people want to talk about too and be open to different interpretations and and, um, opinions. And the second one is that you must be committed and that comes with your passion and your interest is commitment. Commitment is the, like, the major one because commitment shows your drive and your interest within something and if you're not committed, it shows, well, obviously your lack of interest and um, there are serious issues out in the world and everyone needs to be committed to make a change and you can't have a change without without trying and keep on trying and trying hard and creating a way or a platform to do so and amplify such a a rare thing especially for students to have a voice and if you're not committed and you're not and you don't have that drive there's and that interest is no this isn't the place for you in a sense because that's what you need yeah i agree that we should just be open to hearing different opinions and being respectful of other different views um, as well as just putting yourself out of your comfort zone and being able to speak about these same problems. Uh, thank you all for your time. Like I said, right in the midst of your uh, exams, year 13. Um, thank you all. Like uh, it's been, it's been great. Thank you for your contribution to this podcast. Um, thank you for all of your hard work since September. Um, we do, do still have a launch. Matt's going to be hopefully really exciting. Um, but I'd encourage anyone listening to this to, uh, again, check out the video, check out the Manifesto for Change, make a pledge about how you're going to contribute to this change and share it across your social media platforms as well. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Bye from all of us. <laughs> yeah.